Talking Point with Kathy Motsasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Let me welcome onto the show Sizwe Pamla. He is Kosatu's national spokesperson. Sizwe, apologies for uh, keeping you waiting while we're wrapping up our previous conversation. There's a lot that has been said about cons- about the issue of vaccines and many employees asking themselves, well, what are the repercussions that I'm opening myself up to if I don't agree to get vaccinated. Firstly, from the perspective of Kosatu, as a union, how are you approaching uh, where we are right now? Well, as Kosatu, we, we we have a clear position. Uh, we support uh, vaccination. Uh, we continue to encourage not just our members, but workers and South Africans in general uh, to embrace vaccines. Mm. Um. It, it is a very complicated thing. It's not an easy one to deal with uh, because um, in doing so, at the same time, we are also staunchly defending uh, those people who don't believe in vaccines um, at the workplace level in particular because workers have a contractual arrangement uh, with their employer. And, uh, an employer doesn't own a worker. So an employer doesn't have the power uh, to really impose any decision, especially a decision of that magnitude that talks to someone's uh, body and uh, uh, well-being. So um, if we were to allow such a scenario where employers uh, dictate or coerce workers uh, into vaccinating, then we will be converting those employees into glorified slaves. uh, people have a right to hold awkward beliefs. Um, and uh, even if uh, we feel some of those beliefs are really inconveniencing uh, uh, others, they have a right to be persuaded mm. uh, to uh, look at things differently. But they cannot be punished in such a way that they are denied uh, their right to any living. Of course, as I've said, this is not an easy thing because, for an example, in a particular workplace, while we defend that particular employee, we also have to look after the interest of other workers who are likely to look at you and say, yes, my health and safety concerns have to be addressed by yourself as a union. This particular colleague of ours is actually compromising our health and safety. So it's not an easy thing. Uh, we, We are trying to ensure that instead of people using the rule book uh, to settle uh, these complicated questions and, and challenges, mm. let's use dialogue and uh, powers of persuasion. Uh, uh, let us look at solutions rather than saying that we're going to punish people. Because we signed up for this, that we are uh, a democracy. We know the rights are not absolute. But at the end of the day, uh, when we are confronted by a situation as difficult as this, uh, we should not look for uh, the easy way out. The easy way out, which is just to cancel and to uh, uh, exile all of the people that we feel are, are, are not playing by the rules of the majority. So it, it, it is our position that we will defend workers so that they are not victimized, they are not denied their right to any living. But uh, at the same time, we work with employers to find solutions, to persuade those workers, or also just look at ways of how to best accommodate them to make sure that everybody else 
uh, is not really hugely inconvenienced by their own beliefs and positions. Mm, mm. And you know, Siswe, one of the one of the things that many people have been talking about is the extent to which, because employers have the right to set the parameters in terms of policy. They feel that they don't actually have much of a say. So if the choice between getting vaccinated and not getting vaccinated means I have a job or don't have a job, obviously then it looks like I'm being forced more in one position or another. I mean, are you as a union pushing for um, for, for at least the, 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 the companies where your members are represented to have similar policies on how they're going to, on how they're responding to this right now? Well, we have discussed this at NetLeg. Um, a, a direction was issued by the minister outlining uh, the, 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 the processes. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at the Occupational Health and Safety Act, uh, it doesn't uh, give employers the right to dismiss uh, their, their, their uh, employees. Uh, the, the reality is that, uh, sadly, in, in the South African context, uh, we have employers uh, who really don't play by the rules. It doesn't matter whether it's this rule or any other rule. They just don't play by the rules. But uh, uh, they are not uh, empowered by law. Uh, there is no... Uh, a court case that has actually uh, taken place that people can refer to to say we went to court and 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 here's a precedent that uh, here's the precedent that we're following. Uh, we have engaged uh, with uh, uh, the Department of Labour. Of course, they don't have the the, the capacity to to really um, supervise each and every employer to see to it that the employers do not. Uh, coerce or intimidate or victimize uh, their employees. Mm. But as a federation, we are also trying to work with uh, progressive civil society. Uh, if you look at the issues, for example, of domestic workers, people who are regarded as vulnerable workers, where even unions themselves uh, do not have enough uh, uh, representation in those sectors to say they can make a difference. So we try to, 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 to work with the South African Human Rights Commission and all of the other organizations who are interested in the subject uh, to ensure that we partner in really defending and opening our doors to ensure that workers uh, can have somewhere to go reports uh, if they are victimized. Let me go to our phone lines. Madwaka, you're calling us from East London. Dati Madwaka, good morning. Morning, sir. Go Hello, for a Hello. Hello. <laughs> yes, yes mm. relating to the dismissal of employees because employees would not have gone for a COVID test. I want to link up that with whether an employee that has not taken uh, what you call the vaccine, sorry, the vaccine, is that employee more contagious or septic than anybody else that would have taken a vaccine and contracted COVID-19? You know, nonetheless. And there's no scientific proof. In fact, um, there's no scientific proof to prove that if you have not taken a vaccine, you are more, you are either septic or more contagious than somebody who has taken a vaccine. And I think you must not miss this. The fact that we have to take vaccines in order that if we get contacted with COVID-19, the effects of that are not so severe that it, that would compromise our own health, our own health. And it, it has very little to do with the next employee in the workplace. So an employee that is not vaccinated does not compromise anybody in the workplace. 
Kathy, all that I'm saying is that by not being vaccinated does not compromise and, and, and the next person, but it compromises you, your own health. And I think that's one point. The second point, which is the last point that I want to submit, is that it's true what Comrade Caesar is saying. Department of Labor has got very little capacity to do its own work, including monitoring and inspecting workplaces, whether employers are abiding by rules. And that talks to the current state, the government that we are having. It means the state is literally incompetent to carry out its duty, in particular so as it leads to the right of workers. Those are the points I wanted to submit. Thanks, mm. All right. Okay, Madwaka, thanks for that view, calling us from East London. Of course, um, you know, depending on which industry you're working in, employers might have different grounds to actually uh, justify why they believe that it is better for the employees to be vaccinated than not. Lorraine in KZN. Good morning, Lorraine. Good morning to Mr. Pamela. <laughs> yes, hello. Good morning. to say how wonderful it is to speak to a unionist who's not shouting at us. speak and so he's having a normal conversation. Long story short, Kathy, I um, watched, was watching TV and I saw on 405, and thank you for that, you know, the that channel is just growing from stripe to stripe, where the conversation was about what the Constitution says or does not say about a pandemic. And obviously, apparently, there is no proviso for what happens during an epidemic. So, as the final arbiter of the law, what opinion do we work by? And I'm not saying that people should be fired because they don't want (coughs) to have the vaccination in the workplace. But my argument is it's something we have to talk about because as an individual, as much as people who feel because of their religious beliefs, and if you know, we are going by beliefs and what the law says about such beliefs in terms of <coughs> situations like this, then I think those people can be excused. But for others who simply just don't want to take the vaccine because they believe one thing or the other and all the things that are peril that we hear about, which decisions does the country ultimately take? Does the law actually have to be reviewed, revised by the government or whoever changes the constitution or not, or what rules do we follow? Because ultimately, my view is that if I've taken the vaccination, I'm simply protecting myself and those close to me, and I expect, under normal circumstances, for my work colleagues to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But they are not forced. So what is the ultimate way Oh, it's because it's a conundrum on its own. All Thank right. You, Thank you, Lorraine. Lorraine, out in KZN. Mr. Pamla, very briefly for me, please. Well, look, um, we, we, we are looking at uh, amending the law from our side in terms of uh, redefining um, uh, the, 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 the issue of pandemics. Uh, because if you look at pandemics, we have never really looked at them. Uh, in, in, in the manner that COVID is forcing us uh, to do so. So, uh, as, as for amendments, uh, of course, that's the conversation that South Africans in general were 
we need to have. While looking from the labor perspective to say, uh, in, in terms of looking at health and safety, for an example, one of the uh, challenges we faced was the issue of quarantining. Uh, when workers were forced to quarantine, something that people haven't done before. So we are uh, already engaging on how to redefine occupational health and safety and uh, looking at some uh, possible amendments. With regards to the constitutional amendment, that's a conversation for South Africans. Uh, uh, COVID-19 is going to change a lot of things. We have to accept that. Uh, for the first time, we're dealing uh, with, with a situation where most of us, uh, we haven't experienced before. Uh, that is likely to uh, bring about changes. As to whether those changes are going to be of such an extent that uh, even the Constitution itself will not be left untouched. And uh, let's wait and see. Uh, it's for South Africans to make that determination. The Constitution uh, is there to be changed uh, because it serves the people. People do not serve it. But at the end of the day, uh, not every problem uh, can be solved by changing the Constitution. Attitudes, uh, approaches, and uh, it, 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 those are some of the things. If employers should look at their employees as uh, uh, people who are there to be persuaded. If you look at social media, the levels of misinformation, that you cannot sometimes uh, find yourself sympathizing with people who are cynical and skeptical about vaccines. Because we ourselves, meaning the South Africans, especially uh, social partners and working with government, we have not done enough to actually push back against uh, those levels of misinformation. So right. if you look at this problem, then you... you no matter whether you change the constitution or not, what you need to do is to make sure that you actually uh, uh, sort out the problem as you identify them. All right. Cesar Pamla is Kosatu's national spokesperson. Let me thank you so much for your time this morning.